da 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 It's the one and only RBF Boss face you busters Da 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 It's RBF and you dealing with the best We're RBF now nah, we ain't gonna lose Let's get it poppin' we gonna show you how we do Make your business improve Welcome to Resting Boss Face the Podcast I'm your host Hello and welcome to this week's episode. We're going to be discussing website audits. So don't be afraid, it's not as complicated as it sounds. Um, It's just going through your website, going through a little checklist of all of the things that you might have added or changed, making sure your links work, making sure that it looks good, it's easy to understand, that your visitors, they're gonna make sense and hopefully give you loads of money. Uh, So a couple of reasons that normally kind of trigger me to do a website audit is if you think lots of people are reading your blog or they're reading, landing on a page, but it's not converting, or if you've got a lot of people going onto your website, but they're not opting into your email list. Or the third trigger for me is usually if I'm getting traffic to my website, but they leave really quickly. So that's your bounce rate. So if your bounce rates are high, that normally triggers me to do a website audit. Um, Or if I just haven't done one for a while and I find really just checking out my website is just really helpful and gives me a bird's eye view of the business. So this can be whether you've already had your business running for years, your website running for years, or if you've just launched a blog, it's really helpful. So an audit is basically a checkup or an assessment of your site to determine if your site is performing the way it should. Like I said, don't be afraid that it's called an audit. It's not necessarily techie. Um, You don't have to be like a website guru to check up on this. It's not a problem. The three reasons I suggest everybody doing an audit. So I normally do a website audit. I try and do every month, but normally every two to three months realistically. And I just put a calendar alert in my diary to just do a website audit. So the three reasons are, it helps me assess what kind of online presence that I have from a customer's perspective. So you know when you think, that you're, let's just say for me, I'm a business mentor. And so there's a lot of words I use that my customers, they might not necessarily use. So I find that assessing my online presence from a fresh set of eyes is really helpful. The second reason is because it helps me really uncover what items need improving. So it might be that I need to add more items for sale. I might no longer sell a certain product or service. I might have renamed it so it's easier to understand. And then the third reason is to get an overall picture of what the website is lacking and what needs improving. So the purpose, like I said, is pretty much an assessment to make sure that your website is performing the way it should. And it's just It's like changing the oil in your car. You just do it. So I'm going to go through about 20-ish tips. You know how I like to go off on a tangent. So I don't want to commit to a number. (laughs) But they're super easy. It's a quick rundown of all of the tasks and audit you should be performing monthly or quarterly on your website. 
So the first section is design. Is your website's navigational menu easy to use? So you know either if you've got a burger, um, so that's the three lines, or the home bar at the button, is that clear? Is it obvious? Are they called obvious things? Do you have a defined color scheme for website and branding consistency? So you try and only have three colors maximum, and usually it's in a range of 60% one color, 30% another color, and 10% a feature color. That's the absolute maximum. Otherwise, it gets too much all over the place and it's just crazy for the eyes. Number three, are your fonts easy to read? When we're choosing fonts, we usually can sometimes get a little bit crazy and we maybe are adding some cursive or some swirls something super fun but then when you're looking at it maybe on your iphone your website isn't really that easy to read anymore so make sure that your fonts are easy to read number four in the design section are your graphics and images high quality so sometimes when you're using using stock images they can end up being a bit fuzzy and you're not going to look like a really high value, high business, high business, high end business if you've got fuzzy graphics or, or sometimes as well if they're not mobile friendly, they just don't convert as well. So on your website, it might look one way, but then your mobile will look the other way. So again, check both your website and your mobile. Number five is your website design cohesive and consistent? So for me, I'm super into branding consistency. I don't understand why this isn't a standard business business decision. I see so many people where they'll have a shirt that will be pink and then the website is blue and the business card is gold. And it's just, it's not clear. It's not memorable. It's just insane. So try and keep your website cohesive and consistent. Make it so that each page, the branding colors flow, they match. You don't just have this rogue like purple page in your pink website. So go through every single page. Make sure they look like the same person owns this website. Number six, and I've mentioned this a couple of times already, is your website mobile friendly and responsive? So a lot of websites like Squarespace or WordPress, you can essentially tick a box that makes your website mobile friendly. But sometimes if you're adding in links or plugins, they might not be responsive or they're only responsive on a dashboard as opposed to on your mobile. So go through everything and make sure it works and looks the same way on your website as your mobile phone. So that's your design. Section two is your content. So I'm going to stop saying so, I promise you. <laughs> content and pages. Have you clearly defined the goal for all of the pages? So every single page. You know, when you start a website, sometimes you just start with a landing page and then it grows and you add on another page and then you add on a new service or you add on a new product. So having it clearly defined on every single page is going to make it a better user experience. Do you have effective calls to action on all of your pages that lead your visitors 
to the desired action. So are you asking them for to log in, uh, sign up for a free trial? Are you asking them to book in for a call? Are you asking them to buy the course that you're selling or to book in the service? Are you actually asking for the sale? Number three, does your, do you have a website? Uh, sorry, do you have a landing page that's connected to your website that you can just collect email addresses and follow up with email subscribers? This can just be, if you're just starting, you just have your landing page, you collect the email addresses. This could be your opt-in, but are you collecting email addresses? Number four, is your about page actually describing the problems that you solve in a simple and easy to understand manner that your clients and your customers and your readers understand. Not your language, their language. Is it addressing their pain points? Is it speaking to them? Is it clear? Is it simple? Are they going to go to your about page and think that is me? Uh, this is my business bestie. Sign me up. So make sure you go through every single page and check those. The next section is your purpose and intent. So this is really focused on your ideal client. So have you defined who your website will serve? So do you have your ideal client mapped out? Are you speaking to them through your messaging, through your pictures, through your words, through your branding? Number two, have you defined how you're going to serve your audience? So are you going to sell eBooks? Are you going to sell courses? Are you going to do one-on-one -on -one training? Are you going to sell a product or a service? What is the product? How does it help the customer? Number three is, do you have a compelling marketing message that's tailored to your audience? Are you speaking their language? Is it addressing their pain points? Number four, is your opt-in offer obvious? Is it there? Does it pop up when you go to your website? Not too early, by the way. We all hate going to a website where you get a pop-up within five seconds. No one reads that. Leave it. Leave it until they're just about to leave the website or they're 75% down a page. But is it prominently displayed? And simultaneously, does your opt-in solve one problem? You don't have to be solving everybody's problems, but is there just one problem that you are solving? You will see that a lot of these questions are quite similar, but they're super useful. <laughs> and it is, you go through each page over and over again, asking these questions, addressing the concerns, and it's going to really help your website convert and help you get more sales. Next stage is focusing on marketing goals and objectives. So you'll know that you can basically throw as much money as you want into Facebook ads and you could also make no sales from that. There's a couple of reasons why, but if you are getting a lot of leads to your website, so you've done your Facebook ads or you've done your Instagram growth and you're pointing everybody to your website, if it doesn't convert, you've wasted your money. 
So you really need to be creating multiple funnel paths that turn your visitors into email subscribers. So this could be a couple of freebies. This could be having an an Instagram page that you're updating frequently. This could be your Facebook ads. So you want want to be funneling people from seeing you online, whether it's on an ad or an Instagram, into your website. So imagine that it's real life. And you're stood on the street with your sign that says, come to my online store. But we're in real life, remember? And then you grab the person's hand and you're walking down the street and you're telling them, you go this way and this is what I'm going to help you with. Are you then getting them through the door? Or do you get them through the door and they turn away? Nope, this isn't for me. Because you asked the wrong person. Did you ask a male, but really your target market is females? Did you ask an athlete when really you're trying to target stay-at-home mums? So make sure you have those funnels switched on that will turn the correct visitors into subscribers. And what plan do you have in place to drive that traffic? Is it Facebook ads? Is it Instagram? Are you doing stories? Do you have a podcast? Step three is actually have a system in place to track visitor behavior and how they act on your site. So there's a few apps on Google that you can check website behavior and whether people are bouncing. You can check when they subscribe, are people unsubscribing? Are they reading your emails? Are they clicking in the links? Do they care? Is it going to spam? So make sure you are checking visitor behavior. Number four, do you have defined results that you want your website to produce? I.e., do you want somebody to come to your website, enter their email address for a discount code, and then buy a product or service? Is that the flow? Do you know what is a good, successful visitor? And number five, again, is are you collecting email addresses? Do you have a system like ConvertKit set up that's constantly collecting email addresses that is allowing you to keep in constant contact with your customers? And then the final section is security and backups. So you'll know in business, cyber hacking, it's a thing now that people try and jump onto people's websites, they lock they lock the owners out, they will spam the emailing list. So there are uh, opportunities for criminal activity online. Make sure you have your SSL. And that is a security plugin to protect your site from hackers. If you are using a platform like Squarespace or WordPress, it's a really easy plugin, but just make sure you have SSL. Another way to check that is if you look at the top of your website, where you type in uh, your domain address, there should be a padlock there and that will show you that you have a secure website. On that note, Google doesn't rank or doesn't favor websites that don't have SSL. So again, these audits, they actually also help your uh, ranking, your SEO, so they're really useful. Make sure you're checking out any default users So did you hire an IT guy to build your website and he still has admin access? Remove him. Have you uh, sent it to a friend to check over? Or did you have a business partner that no longer works at that part of the business? Remove all unnecessarily admin access to your site.
Number three, of course, check that you've got strong username and passwords. A really great hack for that is using a program called LastPass. And that's a free software to save all of your passwords. They also do software um, generated IDs and passwords. So that makes it really difficult for people to log into your site or to work out the password combination. So I find that really useful. Number four is to have a backup system in place in case your website is hacked or it does crash. So can you redirect people to your Instagram, for example, to talk via DM? Do you have email in place to make sure you're still in constant contact with your clients? So you always have a backup in place. Also always have a, um, another way to speak to your customers. On that note, slight sidetrack. Instagram is a prime example of going down. We all remember when it goes down, we lose all of our followers, we can't get in touch with anybody. You don't actually own Instagram, so that's why it's always really beneficial to have a website because you have more control over it, you have more ownership, and then it's just useful to keep in contact with your customers. In the same sense with your website, make sure you are backing it up. Make sure that it does automatically download the backups. So if there's an update that happens and it crashes, you can then at least restore your last backup. And then number five, most importantly, do you have an anti-spam system in place? So these are the captures. You know, when you buy something and you have to add in, I think it's called recapture. You can plug those into your website really quickly. It's free, really easy to do. So make sure that you do that. Again, it stops spammers, it stops hackers. It's just another step and it's free. Why not? So go through these steps. I think we did about 25 in the end there. Who knew? Who knew I could do that? Go to them, reassess your website, go through them every month, every quarter go through the 25 steps, apply it to your business, and let me know if I missed anything. Remember, none of these are tech-based. They're super easy to do. They, most of them, I actually don't think any of them cost you any money, so there's no reason not to do it. And there's no point leading heaps of people to your website if nobody is converting. So try and do this website audit every single month, Definitely every quarter. <laughs> I know life gets busy. We get busy, but you don't want to be busy winning clients that don't convert. So make sure you're doing that and slide into my DMs on Instagram. Drop me an email. If you have anything else that you like to add into your check of your website audit and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Resting Boss Face, the podcast. Make sure you visit restingbossface.com forward slash latest for your free ultimate startup blueprint. Inside the interactive workbook, you're going to find out how to gain clarity on where you want to take your business, understand your ideal customer, create a plan for sales, attract customers with valuable content, and build a community of raving fans. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe and leave a rating. And if you're more of a social butterfly, please screenshot and share this episode on Instagram. Make sure you tag me. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Bye.